good afternoon and welcome to Your DIYing Health here on the Eurofolk Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It is Wednesday, November 24th, 2021, and uh, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. And I'm going to dispense with some of the other stuff. Just say, uh, check out the website, yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. And there's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions, just hit the contact me button, call and leave a message, or send an email. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours, and we'll do what we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. While you're on the site, be sure and hit the radio shows tab at the top of the page. You'll see the link to the archive page set up through castbox.fm. Almost 700 shows up there now. They're all annotated as to what we talked about, and uh, they're shareable via email and social media, which we encourage you to do, and just have fun with it. And if you scroll down a little bit further, you'll see the information about the shows we do, when they're on, and how you listen. And at the bottom of the page is a link to the Facebook page set up for the show, as well as the Telegram channel, Your DIY Health. So have fun with that, and uh, also be sure and uh, go to the sister site, YourDIYWealth.com. Same exact address, it's just W instead of H in the health, and you turn it into wealth. And click on the Hyperfund tab. Tons of information there about the best program I have ever seen <laughs> to uh, basically, you know, it's it's a, uh, <laughs> a membership type thing, and it's not an investment per se, but it does have the ability to produce rewards that can be converted into financial instruments that you can use to fund your life and it is just absolutely amazing i encourage you to check it out um signed up another uh, uh, referral yesterday and uh things are just uh cooking along with that program just a phenomenal thing and especially in this day and age with the uh, questionable situation with the economy um this thing gives you a whole lot of uh, peace of mind and security. So anyway, um, getting into what, uh, what was discussed on the tail end of Roger's show um, about the uh, uh, one of the guys has a friend who's a nurse in Texas, I believe it is, and she's freaking out about the uh, shots. Uh, have no fear. <laughs> uh, well, don't have as much fear. The law is on your side. The problem is that the hospitals especially are just uh, violating the law left and right, and um, we have to hold their feet to the fire. And the more collectively that's done, the better the results you will see. Uh, here at my in Ohio, my wife's uh, uh, employer is one of the largest, if not the largest, medical group in the state. They've got over 33,000 employees. And uh, right now, about 10,000 or about a third have not submitted their proof of injection. And uh, most of them are filing either medical or mostly religious exemptions. And hopefully they're doing it for the right reasons, because they obviously and honestly have a sincerely held religious belief that prohibits them from complying with such a uh, disgusting mandate. And at the same time, the federal government is totally uh, off, off the rails. They have no constitutional authority whatsoever to do what they're doing. Uh, the question came up about the Fifth Circuit 
ruling uh, or putting a stay on the execution of the OSHA directive uh, regarding uh, companies with more than 100 employees uh, giving these injections to people or mandating it. That's one issue. And yes, there was a stay issued by the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals. Um, however, that stay is only there until they can go over the entire case. So it may end. And that's the other issue you have is not only was there an issue ordered or an order issued by OSHA, which is the one that was dealt with by the Fifth Circuit, there is also a CMS order which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, which is totally separate. And Robert's calling. There must be some kind of an issue. <laughs> Robert, is there a problem? Yeah. I, my... Boop. You there? Oh, Robert. Let me double check. Um, yeah. If anybody can post in chat if you can hear me or not, uh, that would be good to know. I hear you, Jim. Okay. So what's yeah, up, Robert? My computer wants to reload frequently, too, so maybe that's his problem. Uh, what's up, Robert? He keeps dropping off. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but everything I checked before this show started, and... <laughs> you going to try it a third time? Maybe this is the winner. Okay, Jim, you got me? Yeah, sort of. Okay, sorry about that. I, my PBS is messing up, and I don't know why. I apologize for that. But anyway, I just heard something really fascinating on a podcast I was listening to. Okay. According to, and I believe he's a lawyer. He said that you could get um, compensation under workman's comp if you were to take the jab and be injured. Oh, yeah. Yeah, basically... Oh, wow. um, uh, EEOC and workman's comp people have basically ruled or said, you know, if, if your employer requires you to take that thing and you have an adverse event, it's considered a uh, coverable offense under workman's comp. Um, wow. Not to mention the fact that you also have legal action against the employer uh, because sure. they are not protected um, as are the uh the manufacturers and the people that administer these injections. So if an employer requires you to take it, you have, uh, you have grounds to go after them. Um, so yeah, there's a, there's some different things out there, uh, that are possible, but you know, the fact is with all the information that is coming out so far, anybody that would take one of these things, yeah, I have, I've got to question their sensibilities. Uh, they're either yeah. an idiot and we need to get them out of the gene pool before they have a chance to reproduce, or they Agreed. need to do some research and see just exactly what they're allowing to be put into their body. Um, mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. these things are, they are literally kill shots. Um, mm -hmm. You know, the vast majority of people that have gotten the actual vaccine injections, not vaccines, because I keep cut, catching myself, uh, the vast majority are having adverse events. From mm -hmm. what we can tell, about a third of the injections given are saline. Uh, and mm -hmm. that's based on these doctors that are getting their hands on vials of these things to analyze. And about a third of the ones they get are nothing but saline. So yeah. we're assuming that that's spread across the board. And then they're also saying that um, 
most of the actual injections that are causing the um, uh, adverse events are coming from a small number of the actual lot numbers. So there's a lot of different things they're starting to discover regarding these things, but the bottom line is they're bad news. They have, yeah. uh, they're extremely dangerous, and anybody that takes one uh, without doing some research is, in my opinion, you know, need to, <laughs> they just need to wake up and smell the coffee. Um, I agree. But, uh, yeah, it is, uh, it's definitely uh, something that would be covered under workman's comp if you have an injury or an adverse event, if your employer requires it. And on top of that, you still have legal action uh, besides. Uh, just because it's covered by workman's comp, um, I'm not sure how workman's comp goes and how it actually functions, but I would venture to say that it's not going to cover the lifelong damage that uh, someone is likely to experience from one of these things. And that's yeah. where you you definitely have to go after the employer who mandated it. Uh, but even if you got a big check, it wouldn't cover the potential damage done to you. You you, you couldn't undo that stuff. Like no, that doctor no, and it's, it's most of the time it's a lifelong deal. And your exactly. life is extremely short. And yeah. that is where, and this is something that was covered in that... Um, legal uh, seminars at Monday night where the cases that are coming up right now uh, as far as um, people trying to uh, go after their uh, their employers who are refusing to um, acknowledge is the best way to put it uh, the person's right to a uh, religious exemption it's not something you have to request from your employer you put them on notice that you are exercising your right to a religious exemption. And at mm -hmm. that time, once they are on notice, according to Title VII of the uh, 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 Civil Rights Act of 1964, the employer is required to make reasonable accommodations for you. And in most cases, the reasonable accommodation the people are asked for is just let me keep doing what I've been doing. You know, most mm. people have been going to work without face diapers, without testing every day and that kind of stuff for the last, you know, year and a half, 20 months or so that this has been going on. Mm. And they're just asking, this is something that you approved. You know, this is the employer, you know, knew it was going on. So they apparently approved it. So just continue to let me do what I've been doing. I wasn't a threat before, so I'm not a threat now. Uh, there's yeah. no undue hardship on the uh, employer. Uh, to just continue to do things as you've been doing. And at, at that point, um, but the, the case that what I was getting at, though, the stuff that's going on with the law firms right now is nothing compared to what they're going to be doing. When people yeah. who took these things because they were afraid of losing their job, they didn't want to take it, but they were forced to take it by their employer. And uh -huh. now... There are young people who have lifelong um, uh, health issues that they never be able to work again. They won't, especially in their chosen profession, like the like the uh, doctor, the, the orthopedic surgeon, when we heard from yesterday, 14 yeah. years of training, 19 year yeah. uh, practice, and now it's all over. Uh -huh. It is. And, it is. Uh, you know, that kind of thing. And those kind of lawsuits are the ones that are going to be the huge money deals for these attorneys. You know, the, yeah. it's, it's peanuts what they're doing right now with the exemptions. The big money, the big things that are going to be coming along are all these uh, issues with health issues when people take these shots. 
Um, so the lawyers, as usual, they're in cat bird seat. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, yeah. But at least, <laughs> at least some of them are on the right side. They're, they're battling for the, the little people who are getting screwed. But, um, you know, again, what I was looking at with the uh, court cases is, number one, the, the OSHA protection is likely not there for the, I, I, I didn't hear who it was, but his friend in the nurse in Texas, she's, uh, the OSHA thing wasn't really a problem for her, you know, it could have been, but the fact that the CMS, the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services, they have issued a thing saying that uh, any hospital or medical group that accepts Medicare or Medicaid funding must have 100% of their employees, staff, vendors, everybody, in uh, volunteers, students, the whole shooting match. They cover the entire gambit virtually. If, if, if you drive by a hospital, <laughs> it's about the only way you can do it without, not, without having to have a shot. But they're uh -huh. saying everybody's got to have them, and there's no testing opt-out or anything. The only thing they're allowing is which is because they're forced to, by law, uh, medical and religious exemptions. And as a result, she's still on the hook. Um, the Fifth Circuit ruling really doesn't apply to her because even though the OSHA thing could have, it and it stayed, uh, Fifth Circuit didn't say anything about CMS. So that one's still there. Now, there are cases that are working their way through the system, uh, on the CMS directive, but for some reason, Hello. my wife doesn't know how to tell time. <laughs> oh, that's a problem. I thought it was one of your dogs barking. Yeah, something else uh, this guy said that I thought was very interesting, James, that we talked about the other day, or you talked about. He recommends not putting in biblical verses because they could be open to interpretation. Like if you're a Roman Catholic and you say, well, I'm a Roman Catholic and therefore I do not believe in eagles in my arm. They could come back and say, well, that may be true, but your Pope said you should take the shot. They can take it and twist it. Well, the thing is, is there, there are Supreme Court cases that have basically shot that stuff down. You know, the, mm. the Supreme Court has, has opined that it doesn't make any difference. You don't even have to be a member of an organized religion. And what these folks were saying, and I, I agree more with them the other night, uh, was that you should not single yourself out as a Catholic, a Baptist, a Mormon, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just put mm -hmm. your name down as a Christian. Now, if you're a Catholic, you, it's kind of hard to say you're a Christian because that's really not the case. Um, but, and that's a whole different story, another can of worms. But the bottom line is, you've got to keep things as general and just to your personal beliefs. Uh, there's nothing saying. wrong with, with quoting Bible verses. The problem you run into when you tag yourself to a specific organized group and you have a higher up like the Pope, who's a flat-out communist SOB idiot, that is, is that you know trying to go along with the New World Order and kill as many people as possible, um, you know, they're, they're on the hook. But the thing is, is the Supreme Court's rule, it doesn't make any difference what the Pope thinks. The the law applies to the individual and their sincerely held beliefs. If you believe the Purple Princess came down and told you that you needed to do this and never take one of those injections, that's good, period. 
And it doesn't make any difference whether you're the only person on the planet that believes in the Purple Princess or not. The fact <laughs> is, it's your sincerely held belief, and it stands. And the mm. thing is, is the courts have ruled on that. And these, these, these companies and hospitals and whatnot, my wife's being the same one too, they want to know, are you part of a religious community? Uh, what are their beliefs? What's the name of it? None of your freaking business. <laughs> None of their business. You know, that's the whole thing. And uh, the bottom line is people got a hold to their things. And, and the, the EEOC's um, direction or guidance for business is that you must assume that the person has a sincerely held religious belief. And unless you have factual basis to prove otherwise, uh, unless you have factual proof and basis to prove otherwise, um, they cannot go forward with delving in more deeply. And that's why they have these, um, uh, these catch-all, uh, one-size-fits-all uh, online systems because they're loaded with legal traps and landmines that get you to basically um, show some level of uh, inconsistency. Once they have that, and they're, they're going to have a group of attorneys going over all of these things, and that's sure what they're they looking for is inconsistencies. Once yeah. they have that, then that gives them the door open to start delving mm -hmm. in more and asking more questions. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. why you want to keep things as, as quiet or as uh, uh, narrow and um, uh, personal as you possibly can. There's, but keep there's nothing wrong with Bible verses because that basically mm -hmm. puts them on notice why you believe what you believe, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And they have no right, no ability to challenge those things. Um, so <laughs> that's my take on it. And I'm more inclined to agree with the guy, that the two that were at the... Um, thing i was at monday night yeah you know, just you know, don't just, you, go ahead it's funny that you start to play that uh, marine corps song uh i read in the paper the other day that ten thousand marines have said no to the jab and that is the highest no rate among the four branches of the service army navy air force marine corps ten thousand well you know we always consider ourselves to be a little bit above the uh the other people so <laughs> okay, I, as far as i go you may be <laughs> and that and was just my ringtone. People yeah. keep calling me that uh, they're on my yeah. my list that actually comes through my do not disturb setting. So I just turned the phone sure. off. Uh, sure. <laughs> but but 10,000 said, I, I ain't taking it. And they're looking at uh, at maybe disarmable discharge just being kicked out flat out. But they're, they're standing their ground apparently. And they said, we ain't taking it. We ain't yeah. taking it. Kick and that's, that's the Take thing. Um, it it's it's a shame that you know the military is really being run through the ringer but they have access to these same things mm -hmm. uh they have access to title seven of the uh 1964 uh, civil rights act they have access to the constitution well <laughs> if they filed their affidavit they do <laughs> of course if they filed their affidavit they probably wouldn't have signed up in the first place i would imagine um but the thing is um what I'm thinking, and I've been thinking all along, is it's going to be very difficult. You know, the normally what they would do is they charge they charge you with insubordination for failing to mm -hmm. file a lawful order. Then you'd have to prove a that the law wasn't lawful, which I think uh, shouldn't be that difficult. But no. 
on the other hand, the the JAG system, the court, the military court system, would be so overwhelmed that they would never be able to function, and that's why they're just saying they're going to throw you out. And yeah. there was uh, a one of the Republicans in Congress, or a handful of them, sponsored a a, a writer. I think it was supposed to go on the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDA, uh, that was supposed to prohibit uh, anything other than an honorable discharge unless there were extenuating circumstances for someone who's being uh, 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 separated for refusal to take the injections. I don't know if it made it in and if it got through or not. Um, I'm hoping it is the case because that was a big protection that was really needed. Can I clear up a misconception? Go ahead, Brent. And I hear this all the time and over the years, and I tire of it, is um, that they're going to give you a dishonorable discharge. That can only be given out of a general court-martial. That's for pretty much capital crimes and treason. It'll probably be um, other than honorable yeah, or, or general you know, something like that. Yeah, general also. Gotcha. But, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I think you're right about that, Brent. I probably misspoke. Yeah. You're, you're probably right yeah. about that. Uh, um, it, it's not just you. You're minor compared to the people I've heard this from. But yeah. um, also, um, oh, I lost my train of thought now. But that's pretty much what I wanted to say. The train is Yeah, that the makes station. sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, and I should have remembered that, but. You know, stuff happens. But anyway, thank you, Brent. I appreciate it. Um, yeah, thanks for update. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be an issue. Um, and I I feel I feel for the guys that are in there and, and women. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who, you know, they shouldn't be put in this position. They signed up. They're serving for the right reasons. I'm sure that the vast majority of these people were exemplary uh, careers in whatever branch. And uh, for them to have to even put up with this kind of thing, you know, they should, if, you know, if they should get an honorable discharge, if for no other reason, they are standing for the Constitution, <laughs> you know, they're, yep. they're following their oath. And yep. uh, if for no other reason, they should, they should be uh, thanked. Thank you for your service. And uh, when we all die off, cause we took the shot, then somebody will call you back. <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, you know, that's, that's the thing that is so disgusting and the same, it's, it's going to be the same, no matter where you go, the, yeah. the, the unthinking people, the willing, um, brain dead, spoon fed, you know, boobus Americanus, those are the only people that are going to be left in virtually every, every type of conceivable profession in this entire country. Because yeah. the smart thinking people, the ones that can form a rational thought and, and do a little bit of research, they're all going to be relegated to, you know, maybe they'll find another job in their chosen field, but maybe they won't. They might yeah. end up, you know, at Taco Bell or something. Who knows? Mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, if nothing else, they, they should be a holding position until all these other people die off. And then you can go back to what you were doing, <laughs> uh, you know, and it's. Probably within the next couple of years, because I'm I'm yeah. I'm quite certain that even if these people that took the shots, if they got it in the arm, but they only got saline, I guarantee you, with all the boosters and everything they're pushing, 
It's just yeah. a matter of time when you get the real McCoy and your days Agreed. become numbered. Uh, yeah, and you don't know when that day is. And yeah, I'm hearing it's, it's Russian roulette. Yeah, boosters are going to come like every six months or some such. This isn't the end of it. It's mm -hmm. just the beginning. Yeah, it's 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 going to get you know, and it's going to be harder and harder to avoid. Um, yeah, they are going to purposely make it that way, uh, so that you know. I just yesterday, <laughs> after the show was over, my dog started barking, and I looked outside, and here comes a up a big UPS truck. I said, hmm, there's only one thing that I've ordered that I haven't gotten yet. <laughs> a six-month supply of food. <laughs> oh, oh. Is that what it was? Yep, and they were offloading all these boxes in front of my garage. I go, oh, great. <laughs> and I had to try and figure out where to put them all for the time being. And then tomorrow I'm going to load them in the back of my truck and drive them around to the back of the storage building <laughs> and put them in there. But, uh, you know... I'm getting ready because it's just a matter of time before, yeah. you know, you're not going to, they're not going to let you in the grocery store. They're not going to let you to get, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. and it's gonna, it's going to be crazy. And, uh, so yeah. if that happens, I, I'll have enough to make do until everybody dies off and things open back up <laughs> or whatever happens. You there know? is a circulating in DC now that will require vaccine cars for domestic flights. They've yeah. already got it for flights but the next step is domestic flights yeah i mean it's just you know these idiots in congress and i mean it's not just ours or d's but there's some ours there too that oh yeah you know, the liz cheney's and the uh whatever some of the uh what's his chop uh idiot from massachusetts um or well he originally now he's from utah <laughs> he oh, shifted. Romney? yeah romney and and those idiots um you know, there's no telling what's good, what kind of stuff they're going to be pushing, but um, just just uh, just a minute, just kicking in that the the guy that ran through all the people at uh, Waukesha or Waukesha parade, mm. uh, Trump hating deranged extreme leftist. That's why there's there's zero coverage by the news media. Imagine that, mm. <laughs> crazy. I don't know about all of that, but he had a long ass criminal record. I'm like telling you what, and the judge gave him a five million dollar uh, bond <laughs> because one for each, it seemed like one for each person that died. And now now there's another child who's died, so it was six. Um, yeah, that dude. It should be five million dollars cash, no question. You ain't getting out. You know why they're? Yeah. I don't even why know why she even put they put up a bond. You know, normally in capital cases like that, which is what this should be, um, there's no bond. And in this case, I mean, the guy shouldn't have been out in the first place when he did what he did. No. So, no. Uh, I mean, these idiots in the courts are, good grief, things they're doing too. <sighs> Boy, Ooh, look at this. Top reasons healthcare professionals refuse to speak up about COVID vaccine injury and death. <laughs> we might get to that. But um, one thing I did want to cover, though, for the uh, the nurse in Texas, you know, the the Fifth Circuit really not that big of a deal for you because there's still the CMS ruling, and that's the one that is bearing down right now on all the hospitals. Uh, that's what started everything that my wife's group is, you know, dealing with now. Um, in October, she got word that oh, your your flu shot exemption's been approved no problem 
And the fact is, is she's been approved since December 15th of 2013 when we originally submitted the affidavit in the first place. Since that point, they have been on notice and we've complied with federal law and they are the ones that, oh, you got to redo it every year. No, you don't. And in the new paperwork we're submitting now, it says this is permanent. My, my beliefs don't change. If they do, I will notify you in writing. And until such time as they do, this is standing, period. We are notifying you, per, you know, permanently and informally that this is a, a standing thing. And um, the other thing is if anybody fills out one of these online um, documents uh, for a religious exemption, you need to submit something in writing uh, so you have a paper trail. And in that document, it must say that because of the ambiguous one-size-fits-all nature of the online thing that prohibits me from giving you a complete, full, honest answer, I am submitting this in my own words, and it is it supersedes everything that I have may have submitted in any form, especially these online forms. So the go-to document is the one that I am sending you here in paper that I have filled out personally. That way, all the little legal traps that they think they're getting you on, those go out the window. This document supersedes all that garbage because you people purposely tried to screw me and tried to trip me up, and I caught you. So you put this little uh, paragraph in there, and you're good to go. The other thing is, if they have a, um, if they decide they want to do a little inquisition on you, and because they think they may have found some th inconsistencies, then you say, "I reserve my right to have legal uh, counsel uh, represent representation with me at the time of any kind of interactive process, uh, questioning, anything like that." And I require a minimum of 10 days to secure that person's uh, presence at the meeting. Um, so that cuts out any impromptu fly, on, you know, oh, by the way kind of thing. No, you're going to ask me questions. You're going to give me notice. And I've got 10 days to be there and have my counsel with me. So that covers you uh, no matter how you look at it. And uh, most of the time they're going to look at that. Do we really want to sit there and deal with this person and their attorney? Why don't we just say, okay, you're approved, you know? Um, hey, Sarge, uh, this, yes, this is Scott. I was the guy that was talking to oh. uh, Roger. Yes, right? Scott. That's my friend that's in Texas. Mm -hmm. um, does your wife have a, a group or does she know of like affiliates uh, group that my friend could get in co contact with down there in Texas? Uh, boy, no, not that I'm aware of. Everything. I'm in Plano, so they're all local. Everything up I here. I didn't know if there was a. I didn't know if there was a. You know, possibly a similar group. To, you know, in Texas that my my friend may not be aware of. Mm -hmm. um, you know that your wife has there in Ohio. The first thing I would um, do is she she. I'm assuming she works for a hospital. Yes. There's got to be other people in that hospital that uh, that's her her best bet right off the bat. Um, because, you know, they, they have their finger on the pulse of what's going on within their organization. Uh, that's True. basically what's going on here. Um, about 80% of the 300 that were at that meeting Monday night were all from, uh, my wife's, uh, medical group. 
uh, different hospitals, different parts of town, but all from that one, you know, they, you know, it's like I said, it's the biggest medical group in the state. And, um, you know, I would, that'd be the first thing I'd suggest is just, you know, check with people. You know, it's kind of tough because, you know, when, if you start asking around, uh, you may bump into someone who's already had the thing. And, And normally if they've been injected, they're, they may actually have something on their ID badge, you know, to brag about it, all this kind of stuff. They can probably figure out pretty quickly who has and who hasn't taken the jab. And I would avoid the people that have, don't talk to them, just, you know, stay clear of them and find the ones that are of like mind and then start organizing amongst yourselves because that's what's going to give them the most uh, strength is it's in numbers. You know, like I said, about a third out of the 33,000 people in this le- in this uh, medical group have refused to take these things. And they're all standing up. They are all up in arms. They are all pissed off. And, you know, it's all the, you know, for the last year and a half, we were hailed as heroes. And then they bring these things out. And all of a sudden, we're second-class citizens and we're scum of the earth and we, we don't deserve to have a job. And yep. I mean that's a real slap in the face. Uh, hero to zero, you just mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. Exactly. And for that kind of thing to go on, uh, what should be happening is these hospitals should be getting together. They should be grouping and saying, "Screw you to the government." Say you have no constitutional authority to do what you're doing, and we're not going to comply. And if they all stood up and did that, that would be the end of the thing. And what is right. that uh, I agree. And you're right. I mean, that's because no man is an island and you can't yeah. fight this thing by yourself. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, but it's um, the same thing always, though. The companies are, are more scared of the government than they are of their employees. And they're more willing to cut the employees loose and screw them, even though they've been loyal to them. The government's never been loyal to these businesses. You know, all they do is tax them and regulate them and, t- and cause them more headache. And they just right. go along. You know, the more they get beat, the more they, you know, comply. <clears throat> And, uh, you know, it's a shame, you know, the, the people running these organizations just have our spineless wimps and, uh, they all need to stand up. But until then, you know, they don't see the light until they feel the heat. And that's what happens when they have a third of their, uh, staff just gone. Uh, these hospitals are going to be in a world of hurt, you know, and they're going to think at that point, they're going to think twice. Do we really need to do this? (laughs) And what they should have done at the very least is said, anybody that wants a religious exemption, just put up your hand. You're covered. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but it's almost like, you know, they're, 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 it's unfortunate, but it's just adding to the chaos of the, of the meltdown. It seems like we're being hurled into, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's all part of the process, I think, is these people that are at the top, they're, there's backroom deals being made with them, uh, you know, if you do this, then we'll make sure you're covered down the road and all this other stuff. Uh, we'll make sure that you get saline and not the real McCoy. Uh, who knows what they're being promised, but I'm sure that kind of stuff is going on. And yeah, we can just, yeah, we can just replace all the, uh, uh, irrelevant doctors and nurses, mm-hmm. you know, easily, yeah. you know, and then you bring in, uh, incompetence or, uh, unqualified or unschooled or whatever. Then you end up with a, a hospital with a mess full of yeah and unqualified that's what doctors saying. and nurses you know you know here at the at this group they're talking about bringing in people from the philippines 
Uh, wow. The thing is, is the Philippine Filipinos, for the most part, they can't get out of their country because the guy running that place is just, I mean, he's as stupid as they are in uh, uh, Australia right now. And uh, getting getting travel from the Philippines to here, uh, they may get some, but they're not going to get enough. There are not enough, quali- you know, even let alone qualified people that just have the RN or MD or whatever after their name in the Philippines, there just ain't that many. And the, uh, the number of people they're going to need, uh, in just nationwide is just going to dwarf what's available coming from anywhere. And of course, you know, then you run into, uh, the restrictions on the number of people that can immigrate and that kind of thing and everything else, you know, it's going to get wild. Um, and then on top of that, when when everybody is truly that's in the hospitals or wherever, when they're truly injected with the real thing, and they all start dropping over, then what? You know, hey, you want to come back? Screw you. <laughs> you know, I like where I'm at now. They actually like me. They take care of me. They pay me well. They treat me nice. <laughs> you know. That's uh, that's the kind of thing that there's going to be looking at down the road. Yeah, probably some you know independent groups you know um, creating their own hospitals and yeah. knock in a box scenarios. Exactly. You know, if, if you can't go the, the the large hospital route, but then you know that's going to really screw up people that have real delicate major surgeries too. That's yeah, just going to I really would, go uh, if it was me. If, if I was uh, had the had the money and was in the the mindset to do something like that, I'd set up a medical group that says, "Okay, great, we don't take Medicare and Medicaid." And I've run into doctors uh, like that. They actually have practices. We we accept cash, we accept insurance, but if you're on Medicare and Medicaid, we don't take you, and that solves the problem. And if all the hospitals would just do that. Say, okay, fine, you know, CMS, we just won't take your funding anymore. We won't. And then anybody that's on those things that they're relying on it, sorry, we can't help you. Don't take it. Government's got all these mandates. You're going to have to talk to them. When they start complaining, all the seniors, I mean, you get a bunch of pissed off senior citizens that, that have to have their Medicare and Medicaid. I'll tell you what people in Congress are going to sit up and take notice because they're going to get a world of hurt coming down on them and they'll be jerking the knots in the Biden administration and these things. It's going to take time, but if everybody did that or if it started up, you know, we'll take cash, we'll take anything, but not Medicare or Medicaid. And that would eliminate the, the, the federal government's, you know, pull on you. And they can say, screw you, you know, we're going to keep our people. And we just won't take your money. But, you know, again, greedy SOBs running the thing. <laughs> they don't want to do that. So, you know, everybody, and that's why the, the individuals have to stand up. And they got to hold their, you know, the feet to the fire at the local level and say, you know, you're going to be, you cannot function without us. And if you're going to, you can don't try and uh, call our bluff because we ain't bluffing. You know, we're not going to, you know, we're going to make you fire us and we'll have unemployment benefits and you're going to be hard pressed to, you know, you can have a, a 5,000 bed hospital that you can only staff maybe 20% if that, you know, I mean, that's a, that's a lot bigger than most hospitals, you know, figure, you know, 500 bed. And when you can only do a hundred, well, I'll tell you what, 
those places will be closing their doors. Uh, I just saw last night, I was a, I think it was a hospital in New York City, closed their ER because of the injection mandates. They, they couldn't, they didn't have the staff. The, and the thing is, is the smart people are wising up and realizing how dangerous these things are. And they're saying, I ain't taking it. And the dumb people that took it, they're keeling over dead. You know, I covered a whole bunch of doctors yesterday. Yeah, I got my shot. Ooh, I don't feel so good. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's, that's happening everywhere. So for this, this kind of thing to continue on, it's going to make it real interesting but we're going to end up with a, a black market kind of uh, economy here before long where, you know, people that still go to MDs, they're going to find somebody through word of mouth. Okay, this doctor over here, he'll take care of you. He doesn't make you wear the face diaper. He doesn't make you take the shot. You know, you can get in there with him. And then he's going to be hiring people of the same mindset. And they'll be working under the, you know, under the veil, so to speak. Or under the radar, and uh, you know, it, it it it'll be the the under you know the underground dwellers and the and the and the idiots above, <laughs> for lack of a better term. But yeah, as far as your friend yeah. in Texas goes, first thing I do is check around the hospital where she's working. I'm sure that she's not alone. There's got to be a lot. Yeah, of I'm, people. I'm. She's pretty. She's pretty vocal, <laughs> and. Yeah. Uh, she may have just been sending that to me just to, you know, we're, we're friends, but we're, we're long distance friends. Just give me mm -hmm. a heads up on her latest, but, right. uh, I'm sure she's not a lone soldier, uh, in this. And, uh, she knows who the good people are and who they are. Yeah. But, but she know, just might've been bending my ear a little bit, you know, in grievance and, you know, wanting to vent, um, somewhat, but, yeah. but uh, and I sent her some of the links from the other telegram groups. Uh, I think there was a, I think it's doctor's Alliance, uh, several of the doctors that have been on the Stu Peters show. Yeah, there's several. About le legal helps. There's a couple of dot com uh, uh, email sites. I sent those to mm -hmm. her yesterday. Yeah, make sure I said, that you know, she has. Start here. Uh, start here if you don't have anything. You know. Yeah, so. Peggy Hall's site uh, out in California is is really good. TheHealthyAmerican.org. Just make sure you put TheHealthyAmerican.org. TheHealthyAmerican.org. Um, okay. she has all kinds of documentation, uh, sample letters, uh, really, really good videos about, uh, dealing with title seven and, um, the civil rights act and all that kind of stuff. Basically, you know, the thing is, is the law and the constitution, everything is 100% on our side, the side of the people that don't want to do this. And if she has a, if she's a Christian, if she has a uh, sincerely held religious belief, then that's the way to go. Um, medical exemptions are much tougher to deal with. Um, you know, and I've, I've, I've talked to people that have those things. It's very difficult to find a doctor in this day and age that will sign it. Um, but a religious exemption. Yeah, because they'll, they'll lose her, they'll lose her license if they, yeah. you know. They'll, they'll put their name on anything nowadays. Yep. Uh, and so, you know, the thing all, is, you, know. you don't have to justify a religious exemption like you do a, a medical one. I mean, with a medical, you got to prove that you have underlying issues that make it dangerous. With, with a religious exemption, it's your beliefs. And that makes it so much uh, stronger uh, from your standpoint because it's, it's boilerplate. 
And yeah, that that reminds me of a story a few years ago. It's laughable, laughable, but it worked. These people made up a religion, call it the Flying Spaghetti Monster, <laughs> and they wanted their picture taken when they got their driver's license. They're with a coriander, you know, where where you uh, where you make the spaghetti and you and you drain it. Oh, a colander. Uh, with, uh, yeah, well, yeah, col- yeah, colander. <laughs> yeah. That was their. That was their hat. Hmm. So they were. Uh, they went there to the driver license people. They kicked them out. And they said, "No, you can't do this." And they said, "Yeah, we can't. It's our, it's our religion. We worship the <laughs> flying spaghetti monster." You know. And they were they were really sarcastic, smart asses about it. But, but they uh, won, didn't they? It ended up they they uh, they won. Yeah. And they they posted all these pictures of their driver's licenses, and they're wearing their, they're all wearing these silly corianders <laughs> on their driver's license picture. <laughs> It's yeah, hilarious, good. but it worked, as oh, you yeah. said. You know, yeah. you didn't have to prove it. Exactly. You know, this is who we worship. This is what we worship. You know? you know, the the courts have almost gone overboard with what can pass for a religious exemption at this point. But yeah, you that know, was that was a good case, example. You know, of let's it right let's there. take advantage <laughs> of it. You know, it's it's crazy, but um, you know that's the thing. You know, if you, years ago there was a group down in uh, Florida that they were killing chickens and drinking their blood or some kind of crazy thing and they became a recognized religion you know it's just weird stuff but you know the thing is is for the people that are real <laughs> um because of those other nut jobs you know you're covered and it doesn't make any difference how off the wall how weird it seems if you're the only person on the planet that's ever done this doesn't make any difference you're covered and title seven is very clear about it all you got to do is put them on notice. And once you've done that, they are required to give you reasonable accommodations. And since most people are all they're asking for, let me keep doing what I've been doing. You know, the it's tacit approval because they've already set up a history where the business has allowed it. So it was okay before. Why isn't it okay now? And on top of that, they cannot go back and say, well, you have to be tested every whatever time or you have to wear a face diaper they can't force that they they're prohibited from any kind of uh, discrimination or separating those who have from those who have not they cannot differentiate that you have to be treated equally so unless they're testing everybody and even then then you have a religious exemption against the testing at least that's the way i wrote our affidavit um, you cover that stuff to start with, then, you know, you become under, you come under the ADA where it's illegal for them to even say that you're getting any kind of a, a accommodation. Uh, we're not testing them because they have a religious exemption. They can't say that. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, it really has them backed into a corner. And for some reason, you know, instead of just doing what they should do by law and saying, okay, fine, you got a religious exemption. You don't have to do it. They want to be hard asses. They want to really push people and force them and, and just be idiots. And why, you know, they've got to be given some kind of special bonuses. You know, you get, you know, for the number of people you get to take the shot, we give you this extra behind the, you know, scenes or under the table or something or whatever. 
but there's got to be something that they're getting that they're uh, is causing them to be such you know hard nosed uh, boneheads about it. But uh, well, it's almost like you know it's like all this stuff would stop immediately if local law enforcement um, would not adhere to their orders. If well, they would stand with their neighbors and their brothers and their family rather mm-hmm. than the machine and not go enforcing all these uh, this this fakery. Yeah, it would be game over. It's going to come. Why to they're that doing? Point. Why they're doing it? I don't. I do not know. I really don't understand it at at this late stage. I can see it maybe early on when they they were they didn't understand it, but they yes. have to be pretty clear on uh, on that they're they are you know the evil empire's front line uh, right soldiers. You know, yeah, that's it, what blows my mind that at this point. You mm-hmm. know, yeah, and I think at at some point it will come to that where you're going to start seeing law enforcement military the thing is is whether everybody's going to do it at once or if it's going to be okay over here a little bit's doing it and over there a little is doing it and they don't hear about each other because the news media won't cover it you know so that's the thing um there there has to be some uh communications between groups around the country uh, outside of the news media because they're not going to cover anything that would say that there's people getting together and doing the same stuff in different areas. Uh, That's very true. Well, it's just like what you're saying about the, you know, the black guy that ran, that ran down all those people. It's like they just pretty much minimize the coverage. Yeah. Like, bam, shut it down. Oh. And the only, you know, we're only really hearing about it through, you know, our private groups, telegram groups. You're not going to hear, hear about uh, any of it, or barely on the uh, on yeah. the mainstream now, propaganda if you see networks. A picture you know? him at a Trump rally, oh my goodness, <laughs> they yeah. would be going berserk. But because he doesn't fit the narrative, and you know, the thing is, is every single one of these people who does this stuff are all Trump haters, and. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that tells. Yeah, we had a we something. had a guy that's. Uh, I'm down here on the coast in Ecuador, and there's a guy south of here that's he's kind of administrator of a uh, of a group, Facebook group, and he's just huge Trump hater, but vaccine lover. And I've and I've wanted to mess with him, but I I just I quit playing on on the Facebook groups, but just yeah, and just say hey, you know, uh, you must really be a closet Trump supporter because you just love his. Uh, uh, warp speed injections, you know, just to, just to light him up. But, mm-hmm. uh, as soon as they made the third injection available down here the other day, uh, he was all over it and, you know, and he, you know, took a picture of himself getting it and, uh, telling everybody to, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're stupid if you don't do this. So why are you even questioning it anymore at this point? It's just, it's just, it's a, it's, it's amazing. It truly is, yeah. you know? Yeah, it's uh, it's going to get interesting, and you know, I don't know how long he's going to last. He just got his third one, and you know, from what my understanding is, you know, the first one or two have been, you know, it's been kind of Russian roulette whether it's saline or not. Yeah, but the third one is the charm, is yeah. the money shot. You know, from what my understanding. Yeah, it's just a matter of time. You know, if if someone got the uh, saline. Sooner or later, they're going to get a dose of the real McCoy. And from what I understand, there's there's some people out there that think that there are different levels of 
you know, like, you know, 10% solution, uh, 30%, 50%, 100%, something like that. 100% will kill you. 10% will, you know, give you nausea and whatnot, you know, basic anaphylactic reaction and everything in between, you know, 50% might give you myocarditis or something. But I haven't seen any verification yet of that. Um, but there's people out there that think that might be the case. And that's why, because if everybody started dropping dead at the same time, you know, even the idiots out there would wake up and say, wait a minute. <laughs> but the fact that it's, it's, it's spread out and there are people that, you know, oh, I got mine and I'm fine. Well, you didn't really get it. <laughs> and, uh, but you will <laughs> trust me. Yep. You know. Yeah, that was a uh, somebody had made a, a good meme about that. Was, they showed like the the, uh, the barrel of I mean uh, uh, the shells in a pistol, like mm -hmm. six shots. Yeah. Know, so the twenty twenty there was one, you know, real bullet. Twenty twenty one there's uh, two real bullets or three real bullets and twenty twenty two is six real bullets. Every one of them <laughs> kill shot, kill shot, kill shot. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, and that was a great that was a great way to kind of uh, show it, you know, how they're doing this to everybody. Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see when, like, some of the people on the View or you know CNN or whatnot, all of a sudden, hey, where's so and so? Uh, don't know, <laughs> just disappeared. <laughs> well, some of the deaths that that I'm that I've been seeing right now, uh, they're calling it. Sudden, it's almost like the the SIDS with with kids. Yeah. Sudden, uh, sudden infant, infant death, death syndrome. Now they're starting to do the same thing with the dog. Uh, they just died mysteriously. Mm -hmm. They died mysteriously. Mysterious oh, yeah. death. Mysterious Perfectly death. healthy. You know, forty forty five year old sudden person. Sudden adult death everything syndrome. Everything was fine. Yeah. Next thing you know, they're laying on the floor, little X's on their eyes. Yep. <laughs> you know, uh, just and, trying to stay out of the crosshairs. You know, while we can. Yep. You know, I prefer to be behind the crosshairs, you know, rather well, than true. Them. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like uh, as a photographer, I like being behind the camera. I like being behind the uh, scope. And, uh, you know, who knows? Yeah. I might, might have to resume that position again one of these days. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. Good. It may come to that. Yeah. So. Uh, it's getting crazy. But uh, yeah, have uh, have your friend give her uh, the replays from Castbox and uh, make sure she knows about uh, Peggy Hall's site, uh, the Healthy American, and uh, front uh, frontline doctors uh, with Simone Gold's group. They have right. a lot of good stuff. Um, there's tons of things out there, and the one thing you know, if she's going to do a religious exemption, the one thing she does not want to do is just take one of those forms you download from the internet and just fill in the blanks and hand it in they will see through that in a heartbeat and that will give them the what they need to uh say inconsistencies you it's got to be something in your own words um you know you can use those forms as a basis but never just take one fill it in and turn it in you know change right it. i got you yeah it needs to be changed and uh so that it fits your thing um put specifics in there you know you know I believe that the the Bible is the true and inerrant word of God, whatever, you know, uh, fearfully and wonderfully made. Yeah, Leanna, is that you? Yeah, I, I've had to skip off or take care of business matter. Um, 
So I haven't caught all the conversation. One thing I did on my daughter, she had to fill one of those out besides an affidavit. And every place came in there, I said, see affidavit, see affidavit, see affidavit. She got accepted. Good, good. Glad to hear it. Well, so far, you know. (laughs) But anyway, that's that's just a thought, too, for each one of those. Because you just said that the affidavit is boss. So if there's a place to put on each one of those, I would just put see affidavit, see affidavit. Yeah, and if it's, was hers a written form or a computer form? Pardon? Did, did she have like a piece of paper to fill out that they gave her? Or no, did she no, have no. an online she had, form she had it was to an online. I believe it was an online deal. I'm not positive, yeah. but I believe it was. I just told her when she fills it out, mm-hmm. just fill it out. Um, see affidavit, see affidavit. Yeah, that's, the that's a good idea too. And yeah. you should, if she hasn't submitted the affidavit yet, she should do a cover letter on it saying that this, you know, because of the one-size-fits-all uh, generic nature of your online form, um, the uh, some of the information on my affidavit uh, may conflict. Uh, let me let me bring up the form here real quick so I can I can read. Is it that directly. from the from the lawyer you went to the weekend? Yeah, it it was um, there. I haven't had a chance to open it in Word yet because yeah. my phone won't open it. Yeah, um, basically what it should say. Uh, let me find that right here. Please note that due to the restrictive and one-size-fits-all nature of the online and computer forms, the information I submitted may conflict with the information contained in this letter. Therefore, and this is underlined, the information contained in this letter, or affidavit, whichever, shall supersede any and all conflicting information that may have been submitted by any other means, including but not limited to online or electronic forms. The online form is restrictive and does not permit me to fully, accurately, and truthfully notify you of the basis of my exemption. So you put that in there, and then you can also, because a lot of these places want you to do it every year, and that's BS. Once they're on notice, they're on notice. There's there's no time limit mentioned in the... Um, uh, Title four, or excuse me, Title seven, or any of that kind of stuff. Is that in that uh, document you sent yesterday or day before? It's um, the uh, the wording should be in that. Uh, I think there's a six page letter. I'm trying to find it here real quick. Um, well, I think you had it on uh, Telegram, and but when I tried to, yeah, I downloaded it to my Telegram. phone, but they won't open it. There's there was a, a four page letter that uh, can be used and there's also a six page thing that has uh, two letters at the end one's for schools and the other one's for businesses um but for some what's reason, your what's your telegram uh, handle your diy health same as the website y-o-u-r-d-i-y-h-e-l-t-h okay yeah and i've got all wow. that stuff in there and it should be close to the bottom because i haven't had a chance to post much other stuff in there lately uh, so okay. it should still be there. Uh, right, cool, thanks. Yeah, and you know what's uh, fun reading? Oh yeah, there's a. It's interesting, and this guy does yeah. a real good job. But the other thing you want to have in there besides the um, thing saying that this supersedes any online forms is the fact that this is uh, basically permanent in nature, um, pursuant to Title Four or Title Seven of the. Uh, um, uh, 
Civil Rights Protection Act of 1964. There are no time limits. You have been put on notice. Therefore, this uh, uh, affidavit is permanent and binding uh, in perpetuity until I notify you in writing otherwise. Something to that effect. So that they can't sit there and say, well, you got to do this every year. No, I don't. You know, I've been, I've given it to you. The same thing will apply until my beliefs change. And the, that's the thing. Too many people go at it from, oh, I'm asking them for permission, some concessions, like, you know, their benevolence. No, by golly, you're telling them this is my right and you will comply with it. You put them on notice. You don't ask permission. And, you know, if you, you say I'm respectfully exercising my right to a religious exemption. Not that I'm asking or requesting. You know, you don't do that stuff. You know, put them on, you know, knock them off balance. And that's what I like about this attorney. He's a pit bull. He says, I don't play them games. You know, they sit there and they make up the rules as they go. Well, guess what? <laughs> I'm playing by the real rules. And it throws them off balance when they say, hey, this dude, they know what they're doing. You're more likely to get what you want if you show them who's boss. You know, but... Uh, Was your recording any good? Uh, actually, it didn't come out too bad. There were some times when they, you know, again, I was kind of bummed out that the people at the facility didn't do a little better job with the sound system. They should have had mics on both of the attorneys that were there, which they didn't. They had one microphone on a stand, and they had to walk up and talk to it. And sometimes... You know, one would be at the mic and the other one would answer a question, so they just start talking. And luckily, I was right in front of the stage, so I could get most of what they said, but the questions from the people in the audience, a uh, different story. Uh, but all in all, it didn't come out too bad. The trouble is, is a very large file, and I've got to, you know, if I shrink it down to the point where I can post it somewhere for download, uh, the quality will break up bad enough that it really isn't going to be worth it can you can you re-record it in mp3 it isn't an mp3 but it's a 320 oh, it kilobit file if i break it down to like eight eight kilobits or something like that that would be emailable it will be so poor that you it won't be worth it uh that's the problem you know it's a huge it's a i mean the recorder i use is a zoom uh i can't remember the model number of it but it's a it's a high-end, uh, you know, portable recorder that uh, records in super big files, and uh, it does a great job. I mean, the, the the audio quality was very good considering the situation, but in order to, because of that, the file is, you know, uh, good grief, it's like 120 megabytes or something. It's huge. Uh, it's mm. far bigger than you could email. So what I'm thinking about, if... Uh, uh, I might have a FTP site that I can upload it to and then post the link and then people could go click the link and get to it where they could download the full size file is the only thing I can think of. But then if you're doing it to a phone or something, <laughs> uh, it may be bigger than your phone can handle. Uh, that's mm. the problem you run into. But uh, I'm going to monkey around with it, you know, since I'm taking tomorrow off. Uh, I think me and the mom are just going to be home with the dog. So I'm, depending on what she's got going on, I might fiddle around with it, see if I can get it to a size that can be moved around and still, you know, have decent audio quality. We'll kind of play with it and see what happens. 
But, um, you know, all in all, the, the key thing is people got to stand, you know, realize that the law's on their side. You know, the trouble you run into is most of the businesses, including the hospitals, they're the biggest Nazis of all. And because they're breaking the rules, it's just like I said years ago, you know, it's dangerous to be right when the government's wrong. Well, it's the same kind of thing with the employer. Um, even though the law's on your side, you got to hire an attorney in many cases to enforce that and take them to court and it's all a time-consuming expensive mess and uh, you have to look at it from the standpoint that this may be God closing one door and opening another it may be the greatest uh, opportunity you've ever had disguised as a real crap sandwich you know <laughs> you know for lack of better terms um, but you have to be open-minded and think that, well, maybe I'm not supposed to be in this job. Maybe I'm, I've got something better coming, and uh, you got to get out of your comfort zone. You know, I, f I felt well, really bad for people the other day listening to some of the stories, but uh, I honestly believe that if you honor God, God will honor you. And uh, if you stand on biblical principles and refuse to take these things, that he's going to take care of you, he's never going to leave you or forsake you, and he'll put you in a position where you'll have a better job with better hours, better pay, and people that actually like you. you know? In order to press forward, um, we need to somehow wake up all these different companies. Um, I'm going to try and say, got to wake up all these companies to realize that you did not have to be incorporated. You did not have to be what you are. Right. You're trying to protect yourself from it. But if you declared yourself you're operating this under the common law, there is nothing they could do to you. And they would not be, then they would not be pulling out this withholding from everybody. Mm -hmm. They would not be falling under this trap that they found themselves into and they force everybody else and thinking, I've got to collect this, I've got to get it done. A W four from you, I gotta get an I nine from you, I gotta get this and that. You'll get nothing from it in the common law. But educating them after so many years, World War Two really did us in when they conned us into this crazy victory tax act, and then they quit because every two years you gotta justify it. We hear about that all the time now. But back then, they could drop the fact victory tax act. They did. They dropped it two years later. But the, all the lawyers and all the uh, uh, CPAs, everything that got jobs. Ooh, I think you dropped off. Hmm. It looks like, yeah, it looks like something froze, Leon. <laughs> your little dots next to you for your uh, sound are just frozen in the up. There we go. And you just muted. Alrighty, um, yeah, it's you know I I, I fully uh, fully uh, am supportive of people that and and I really feel sorry for folks that are in these positions. The other thing to look at, uh, 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 Scott, for your friend especially, or for any of them. Um, if they have been employed at that hospital for any length of time, and if they have a 401k or some sort of retirement plan, uh, she probably got a fairly sizable amount of money in that thing. And 
this is something that if my you know i i'm fully confident my wife's exemption is going to go you know like i said as far as i'm concerned it's already been you know approved but uh they're going to take it and say okay she'll get the official nod um but if if she wasn't going to you know the first thing i would do was figure out and i'd be talking to john you know as a financial planner he knows how to do this stuff uh get the money out of her 401k transfer it it's it's a they call it a um uh it's like a custodian to custodian transfer or some kind of thing like that where basically you put it into another kind of account which you can then take the money out of and i would put it into hyperfund and if you put fifty thousand dollars say into hyperfund in one membership and again this is not an investment you just buy a membership that provides uh um daily rewards at half a percent per day very very quickly you are going to have enough rewards coming in that you can take out uh, from time to time what you need to convert into um, financial assets you know tether bitcoin ethereum whatever you want and then you can put it onto a debit card and spend it so basically, uh, it would provide you an ability to have a living and income, so to speak, um, without having to go out looking for another job and having to run the same issues of wanting, you know, people want you to be injected again and that kind of stuff. Um, so that's something that a lot of folks ought to look at. You know, I've been saying for a long time, you don't want to have all your eggs in one basket. And because I started doing this, you know, as early as May, uh, we're in a position now that if my wife was to lose her job and if I was to lose everything that I've got from all my network businesses and stuff in my, in my pension, because the pension's not secure, I don't, I don't expect it will be there forever. All the stuff that we currently live on could go away and I would have enough coming in that I could structure things with hyper funds so that we are in just fine shape and neither of us have to work. Um, well, I might I might do that myself. I'm I'm in the process of getting my passport renewed down here, mm-hmm. and um, I just started collecting Social Security last year. Right. And they one of the uh, my uh, uh, I'm not a, my residency is tied to an investment CD that I have here in a bank. I see. Um, but because now I have verifiable monthly income from Social Security, I can convert that mm-hmm. um, to a, a retirement uh, residency and then pull the cash, cash in the CD, mm-hmm. and then get it, get it out of the bank's hands. Right. Well, it's actually not a bank, but it's community union, credit union type thing. But anyway, get it out of that world and, 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 and go down uh, uh, in, into this thing that you're doing now. But my friend doesn't have that. She she escaped Colorado because it's all super <laughs> right. blue, mm-hmm. and so she just she's only been in Texas less than a year. Went down there with nothing but the pretty much the clothes on her back in her car. Okay. So she doesn't have any kind of retirement or uh, any kind of package. She just got you know she went to Texas because she she's a freedom lover you mm-hmm. know, um, but had to start over, and now they're 
basically giving her the uh, demand notice. Right. Um, and uh, they have, I think she has, I think it's, I think she told me it was until December 5th. Yeah, but it's they need usually to, early They wanted information from her to know her plan so that they can figure out, you know, if they're going to keep her on with the ejection or they're going to let her go uh, if she refuses. Right. Um, that's they, the, did they that's, say I anything think at all about the exemption? The information she gave me. Do you know? If she, did she say anything? Did they say anything about a religious exemption, or did they just you know take the shot or get fired? Uh, I don't know. I don't know all the details. I don't mm. think that was mentioned, but I don't know. But yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll definitely, when I, I'll talk to her, I'll send her a message to, later on tonight and uh, find out a little bit more uh, about her situation. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and let her know that she, you know, she can move forward with that and then write her in her own handwriting, mm -hmm. uh, make it personal. So it's not a, like you said, so it's not like a form letter. And Yeah, it can uh, be, you know, it can be done on a computer, app, but know. it's got to be in her own words. It's got to be in a, in a form that it's not just some blanket thing that you download from the Internet, fill out and sign. Because uh, right. that just uh, opens up, you know, trap, trap doors that you can fall through very easily. Uh, but just modifying it enough to make it personal and um, that should be sufficient and the thing is is it's boilerplate you know they have to accept it and if they don't the only problem is the what you would have to do is go to the EEOC the good thing is it doesn't cost you anything because it's the government goes after them for you um, which is kind of a nice thing and uh, their people seldom lose Especially in this case, because this is boilerplate stuff that, you know, the law is on your side. And, uh, you know, normally you know, they'll have what will happen is if they can, you know, the EEOC will win and the court will rule that they have to take you back and give you back pay. Uh, any uh, advancements or promotions you were due, you'll get those. Uh, the whole shooting match. Uh, okay. But... Uh, you know, the, the key is, you know, it's not a lost cause. It's just a pain that you have to go through this stuff. And, um, you know, the, the, the thing to do is just to do some research. Like I said, there's plenty of groups out there. The America's Frontline Doctors with Simone Gold, the Peggy Hall's uh, TheHealthyAmerican.org. Um, you know, FreedomTaker.com has some good information. Um interesting name of a website but that's really good stuff um and like i said the things that i posted on telegram and uh, the shows that we've done i've got documents up there and things that uh, and if she if she just wants to, someone to talk to about it you know tell her to call me yeah and you know that would that would that would probably be uh mentally as beneficial as anything you know yeah. i'd be happy uh, to speak with somebody that you know anybody like that that's in that boat um, if they want to, you know, I'm a retired cop. I've, I've got legal background from that standpoint. I've been doing legal documentation and things for the last 20 some years, uh, off and on for different uh, purposes. But, uh, you know, if, uh, if she just wants to talk and get a little encouragement, you know, I'm happy to chat with her and, uh, just well, I'll, uh, I'll definitely mention that to her. Cause I know she, <clears throat> oftentimes she, uh, she just feels like a lone soldier, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, as you said earlier, you know you don't know who to trust. It's a new, new city, new hospital. She yeah. doesn't know. You know she's got to be careful about who she right. talks to. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, uh, yeah, it's and, just uh, a matter of time. So, you you start figuring out who's on your side and who isn't. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take long. I I tell you what, man. I moved down here to Ecuador, and I'm a I'm an independent conservative, mm-hmm. and I never have been around so many liberals in my life. <laughs> I've had to do a lot of work for them, oh, work boy. with them, but mm-hmm. never actually live with them and see them every day at the stores and the restaurants and, and stuff. It's a, uh, it's been tough yeah. for me. Uh, I've gotten into it with a bunch of them. I mean, the only, the only man standing in a bar taking on a whole room of them. I should have gone to <laughs> Idaho or up in Montana with Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Of course, you don't have too much seashore and uh, seafood in Montana, but <laughs> you got trout. <laughs> well, I love I love my flip flops and shorts year round. That's the that's my that's my hook. Yeah, down here, you know. Uh, you ever sail? You can be, you can crew on my boat when I get it in a couple of years. <laughs> ah, there you go, there you go. Oh, but I, no, I've gone I've gone toe to toe. I've been sucker jumped by one guy, and uh. And then uh, another guy, I just got tired of him running his mouth, and I, I went at him. So <laughs> it was amazing. All these Bernie people, it just, ugh, it's oh, just, they're boy. just really gross. That's you know? crazy. Yeah, you think they would have stayed in places anyway, like Massachusetts and Vermont? Yeah. Huh? Anyway, I've got to go. I've got to go meet a friend. But I appreciate all the information and okay. uh, and conversation. And I'll 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 pass it on to her and and. Uh, yeah, send Hopefully her a link to the Jitsi platform here too. Tell her if she's uh, she happens to be yeah, exactly. between one and three yeah, my I'll, time. I'll, yeah, I don't know where shifts. If she's uh, in Texas, she works, yeah, it would be. Uh, turn around to all this information and uh, let her know there's you know there's some there's some good shoulders to lean on out here. Yeah, it will be noon to two her time. So if she happens to have any time during that, tell her to jump on and we can talk on the on the board here. Yeah, that'll yeah. work fine. Yeah. But okay. uh, all righty, take care and uh, have all a good right, Thanksgiving. Well, appreciate it again. And uh, have a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> all righty, you too. All right. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, Leon, go ahead. Yeah, I just, uh, in light of everything we know now, it's been interesting for me to go back to Article 3, Section 2 of the Constitution with the big C and the little C and also the 14th Amendment. I suggest everybody take another look at it. Might be a lightning and also a little snapshot of it to carry in your arsenal for people just to show them because they all believe in a constitution. I got constitutional rights. I got this. I got that. Okay, <laughs> well, show them right there. It is between a state and citizen, capital S, and citizens, capital C, of another state, capital S. And then you go to 14th, you see where it's smaller. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. Oh, Another yeah. thing I want to ask you change in subject was you said 50,000 is it 0.5 percent or where did i get one and a half percent uh what are you talking are you talking about hyperfund hyperfund yeah yeah it's a half a percent per day per day yeah why did they get one and a half percent per month been talking about all the time i don't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's 15 so you're saying percent per month 50, or half a percent just multiply that times times 30 days times 0.5 mm-hmm. 0.05 yeah that's how you calculate it. Okay. Yep. Thank you. All I know is it adds up quick. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's starting to add up for me too now. But I'll tell you what, it just blows me away every week. You know, I'm doing, you know, like I said, my main accounts, I, I just re- rebuy every single day. 
my yeah. little ones, I've got three small ones that uh, Friday, uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I rebuy, and Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I withdraw. And basically what I do Monday through Thursday, I just let them sit there. And on Thursday, I just take the one big lump uh, because it's, you know, you only have one trans transmission fee and all that kind of stuff and conversions. But um, every month or there every fee? week, it's bigger. What's that? Where's the trans? Where's the fee come from? Well, there's a fee if you when you convert from MOF to uh, uh, oh. uh, well HU to MOF and MOF to Tether. There's always a there's always a conversion fee. That's where the miners make their money. Okay. And then when you transfer it from one, uh, say from uh, from Hyperfund, will you transfer the MOF out to either your Hyper Hyperpay wallet? or to the who or wherever, uh, there's always, anytime it goes from one point to another, there's a fee because that's, that's again, how the miners make their money. Um, mm -hmm. So doing large amounts once as opposed to four smaller amounts, you know, four times, you know, one each time, uh, it's a little less expensive that way. And uh, mm -hmm. I don't have any need to have it, you know, any sooner. But uh, it's just interesting that doing the same thing each week, each week the number that I'm transferring out is bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> it's really cool to watch. But, uh, and then, uh, of course, the, uh, the stuff that I'm doing the rebuys with on my two big accounts, um, that gets bigger and bigger and bigger every day, too, exponentially. And it is uh, just amazing how the system is set up. These guys are literally geniuses when it comes to how to produce a program that that works uh, consistently. Uh, that I mean, I have yet to hear of anyone who's gotten involved in this and quit. <laughs> you know, that's the one thing you always hear: network businesses and whatnot. You know, people will get in and they'll, uh, on average, they'll sponsor two people and then they'll quit. And this thing, you know, you don't have to do nothing but put your funds into it, buy your membership, and sit there and let it go. And uh, everybody's happy. And uh, even with the small amounts, they still, hey, I just got, got, I got to do a rebuy today. That's cool, <laughs> you know. So how would, hmm? how would I calculate it then? So if I put 50000 in, or I had a 50000 account, multiply that times 0 0.05, then multiply no. Then multiply that times 30 days? Well, basically what you can do is go into your account and it will show you what your daily rewards are. And you just take that number and multiply it by 30. That's the easiest way to do it. Daily, what screen is that on? Because uh, I can't see. Let me get logged I in I missed here some of those quick. screens. Uh, give me a second here. I'll get into... This one, not a robot <laughs> leader. Um, I think it's on your account. When you get in there, the, the little top, you know, head and shoulders on the lower right corner, you click on that. It will say, um, you'll see my deposit address. And details and then right below that you have five dark banners and the first one is deposit then rewards financial offset and certified and if you look on the right hand side of rewards which is the second one it will tell you 
you know, it, it will show you what basically has accumulated since your last rebuy. So once mm. you do, you know, when you do a rebuy uh, the next day, you'll see, it'll say X number of HU. And whatever that number is, you multiply that by 30, and that's what you're getting in a month, generally speaking. Okay, so you can make a quick example with me to make sure I got it right to straighten it out with my wife. So if I have 50000 in there, and I draw 5%, that's 0 0.05, that comes out to 2500 times 30 days. Let's see. Right? Let me double check here. 0.5%, that's 250. I'm looking at 7,500. If 75. I did that right. If I did that right. 50,000 times 5 is 2,500. Not 5.5. You said point. Oh, I, I thought it was 5%. 5% is if, 0 0.05. No, if you've got 50000 in your membership, it's going to pay you 0.5% per day. So that's, well, that's a lot. That's 10 times that per day. It's 250 a day is what should be in there. Well, well now it makes sense because I had 5%, I had but you're talking 50%. No, I'm talking half if, a percent. Well, half a percent. percent. All right. Okay. <laughs> 0.5%, so I'm putting, I've got a key on, if you if you don't have a percent key on your computer or calculator, right. you would point, it would be 0 0.005. So let's use right. that for that for the fun. Uh, 50 times 0 0.005 is 250 HU per day. Times 30 is 7,500 HU per month. Wow. I can handle that. Yeah. That's more than enough for me to live on. And that's the least I'm, it'll ever I'm be. I'm running out of time anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the least it'll ever be. That will continue to grow. If you if you don't take it all out, if you do rebuys, it will still it will grow and grow and grow and grow. You know, even like I said, I, I rebuy three days a week and draw out four on these three small accounts and... I have, I've got more, since I've been doing that, I've taken more out than those three accounts were worth when I first started them. <laughs> mm. That's what's so interesting. <laughs> I mean, I've literally got my money back out of those accounts, and they will still produce more and more every single week uh, forever. So it's, it's absolutely how many, amazing. How many tethers can you help a guy get into it with? Uh, depends on the time. I've got somebody right now who's going to take up just about everything I have set aside. All right. But it takes... I have to catch you when you ain't looking then. <laughs> <laughs> well, once, once this guy in this, uh, we would have done it last week, but we were, he didn't have time to do what he needed to do. But, um... Well, it's getting it in is the problem, you know? Yeah. It changed from greenbacks to that. Yeah, and the thing is, you can if you use a you can use Coinbase or Kraken or uh, Crypto dot com. You can convert those things, uh, connect them to your bank account, 
and if you've got the money in the bank you can you can buy tether directly with those things and that makes it the easiest um, i'd rather do it this silent type yeah and you know that's also available too um well i mean when i got started john helped me with mm -hmm. my daughter using paypal so. right yeah and that option's still there you know one way or another and that makes can... it kind of instantaneous mm -hmm. yeah we just need to talk offline about that but uh yeah you know when the time comes just you know let us know and we'll we'll do something to get you going all right okay thank you yipper but i'll tell you what i have never seen anything like hyperfund it is just absolutely amazing and it didn't take me long to take to decide to put three bitcoin into it because my bitcoin is going up you know up slowly every single you know but it's it's volatile it goes up it goes down um i haven't looked at it yet today but it's probably somewhere around you know 55 to 60 thousand a piece and again Everything I have that I'm working with came from one $788 Bitcoin purchase in 2017. And uh, so I'm playing on house money <laughs> big time. But um, the, the fact is, you know, I could have sat on that Bitcoin and it would have grown. But by converting it, you know, putting it into this process, it automatically tripled it. So if the Bitcoin was worth 50 grand, it automatically became 150 grand for me that's the kind of growth that you're not going to see in the regular markets. And by the time Bitcoin gets to be 150 grand a piece, I will have probably been able to take out the three that I've put in and again, be playing totally on house money. So, uh, you know, I highly recommend this for anybody, regardless of what situation you're in, but especially I really... I knew my wife would have smacked me if I'd have got up Monday night and said it, but I really wanted to get up and say, y'all need to know two things. Number one, you're slaves. Number two, this is how you can secure your financial future. So if you lose your job, uh, you can have a, a way of surviving. Uh, I really wanted to do that. If nothing else, just say, see me after the meeting. And uh, anybody that wants to, great. Anybody that doesn't, that's great too. Uh, unfortunately... I'm, I'm, I'm next one of these things I go to if I'm able to I'm going to make up some flyers to take with me and I'm going to start passing them out to people I said if you want to know how to get out of this system and not have to worry about where your next paycheck's coming from <laughs> contact me and I'll give you the details it might be for you it might not be but you know there's one way to find out take a look well anyway let's see what time is it 2.34 um, American Heart Association Journal publishes data that UK medical doctor claims are proof that COVID-19 injections are murder. Let's take a look at that. Abstract. 10712. I don't know if that's deaths. And it says mRNA COVID injections dramatically increase endothelial inflammatory markers and ACS risk as measured by the PULS cardiac test, a warning. <laughs> Our group has been using the, P the PLUS cardiac test 
GD Bioscience, Inc., Irvine, California, a clinically validated measurement of multiple protein biomarkers which generate a score predicting the five-year risk or percentage chance of a new acute coronary syndrome, or ACS. The score is based on changes from the norm of multiple protein biomarkers, including IL-16, a pro-inflammatory cytokine, uh, solube FAS, 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 whatever that is, an inducer of apoptosis, and a, uh, let's see, hepatocyte, uh, growth factor or HGF, which serves as a marker for chemotaxis of T cells into epithelium and cardiac tissue, among other markers. Boy, they're talking all this fancy crap. Bottom line, it's the November 20, uh, 22nd, November 2021, and this is the moment when the jabbing has to stop. And this is from a Dr. Vernon Coleman. A couple of hours ago, Daniels, or Darren Smith, the editor of the excellent The Light Paper, sent me a paper from the medical journal Circulation, which proves that the COVID-19 jabbing experiment has to stop today. I believe that any doctor or nurse who gives one of the mRNA COVID jabs after today will, in due course, be struck off the appropriate register and arrested. The journal Circulation is well-respected public publication. It's 71-year-old uh, it's 71 years old. Its art, uh, articles are peer-reviewed, and in one survey, it was related uh, rated the world's number one journal in the cardiac and cardiovascular system category. I'm going to quote the final sentence of the abstract, which appears at the beginning of the article, This is all I, you, or anyone else needs to know. We conclude that the mRNA vax dramatically increase inflammation on the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy, and other vascular events following injection. That's it. That's the death bell for the COVID-19 mRNA jabs. Maybe, maybe not. The endothelium is the layer of cells lining blood vessels and lymphatic vessels. T-cells are the ty are a type of white cell. We always knew these jabs were experimental. My video in December 2020, just under a year ago, warned about these specific risks. I read out a list of possible adverse events published officially by the American government, but now we have the proof of the link. The mRNA jab is, remember, known not to stop people catching COVID, and it's known not to stop people spreading it. I don't believe anyone disputes these facts. Well, it depends on what time of day it is. <laughs> and yet, vast numbers of deaths and serious injuries have occurred among people who have been jabbed. Look at the item entitled, Updated, How Many of the Vaccines Killing, are the vaccines killing, on my website's. How uh, Now we have the evidence to stop the jabbing programs. <laughs> yeah, but will they? In the study quoted uh, in circulation, a total of 566 patients aged 28 to 97 were tested. They were equally divided among men and women. 
At the time of this report, says the author, these changes persist for at least 2.5 months post-second dose of vaccine. At the very least, the use of these jabs must stop now immediately until more long-term tests are done. Why? (laughs) There's enough proof out there these things are lethal. (laughs) They just need to be thrown in the trash. If there were any journalists left in the mainstream media, this news would be lead item on all TV and radio programs and on the front pages of all newspapers. Not really. The journalists can report, but the editors are the ones that determine what goes on and what doesn't. And I've seen that over and over. A journalist will get involved and say, hey, this is great information. I love it. I'm going to put it in there. And as soon as the editor gets a hold of it, it all goes in the trash. Thank heavens for free speech platforms such as BNT, which enables me to bring you this news, whatever that is. Uh, I've said for a year that this jab was an experiment certain to kill and injure. We always, we've always known that uh, to experiment on people without their full consent and understanding after disclosing all the risks and potential side effects is a crime. Now the evidence exists and must stop this experiment. If the COVID jab experiment continues after today, then we know for absolute sure that this is not a medical ex- treatment. It is a call or calling of the herd. Please share this video immediately with any, everyone you know. Let's see how long this thing is. Three minutes and 59 seconds. It's the 22nd of November, 2021, and this is the moment when the jabbing has to stop. A couple of hours ago, Darren Smith, the editor of the excellent Light Paper, sent me a paper from the medical journal Circulation, which proves that the COVID-19 jabbing experiment has to stop today. I believe that any doctor or nurse who gives one of the mRNA COVID jabs after today will in due course be struck off the appropriate register and arrested. The journal Circulation is a well-respected publication. It's 71 years old, its articles are peer-reviewed and in one survey it was rated the world's number one journal in the cardiac and cardiovascular system category. I'm going to quote the final sentence of the abstract which appears at the beginning of the article. This is all I, you or anyone else needs to know. Open quotes. We conclude that the mRNA vaccine dramatically increases inflammation on the endothelium and T-cell infiltration of cardiac muscle and may account for the observations of increased thrombosis, cardiomyopathy and other vascular events following vaccination Close quotes. That's it. That's the death bell for the COVID-19 mRNA jabs. The endothelium is a layer of cells lining blood vessels and lymphatic vessels. T-cells are a type of white cell. We always knew these jabs were experimental. My video in December 2020, just under a year ago, warned about these specific risks. I read out a list of possible adverse events published officially by the American government. But now we have proof of the link. The mRNA jab is, remember, known not to stop people catching COVID-19 and it is known not to stop people spreading it. I don't believe anyone disputes these facts now. And yet, Vast numbers of deaths and serious injuries have occurred among people who have been jabbed. Look at the item headed, update, how many are the vaccines killing? The list on my websites. It's a horrific list. 
Now we have the evidence we need to stop the jabbing programs. In the survey quoted, a total of 566 patients aged 28 to 97 were tested. These were not children, these were adults. The tests were, the number were equally divided among men and women. Open quotes, at the time of this report, close quotes, says the author, open quotes, these changes persist for at least 2.5 months post second dose of vaccine, close quotes. At the very least, the use of these jabs must stop now, immediately, until more long-term tests are done. If there were any journalists left in the mainstream media, this news would be lead item on all TV and radio programmes and be on the front pages of all newspapers. Thank heavens for free speech platforms such as BNT which enable me to bring you this news. I've said all along, for a year, that this jab was an experiment certain to kill and injure. We've always known that to experiment on people without their full consent and understanding, after disclosing all the risks and potential side effects, is a crime. Now the evidence exists that must stop this experiment. If the Covid jab experiment continues after today, then we know for absolute sure that this is not a medical treatment, it's a cull. Please share this video immediately with everyone you know. Thank you. Well, that's basically him saying exactly what I read, but sounds good with an English accent. <laughs> anyway, um, crazy, crazy stuff going on there. All kinds of, you know, everything that, every, everywhere you turn, information's popping up showing that just how deadly these things are. And yet, you've got businesses, you've got the government, you've got hospitals, all mandating people get these things. And then you've got most people just willingly rolling up their sleeves and taking them. I fully believe, and have since this thing started, that it was a culling of the herd. And he just finally caught up to me. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's crazy. Well, let's have a look. Several other countries besides Austria are now forcing COVID injections on their citizens. Let's see who else. I'm sure Australia is amongst that bunch. Austria recently became the first Western country to force Wuhan coronavirus vaccines on its citizens. Several Asian countries, meanwhile, have been doing it for a while longer. Indonesia, for instance, issued a sweeping mandate back in February that denies uninjected citizens of access to social assistance and government services. If this is not punished, uh, punishment enough, the non-jabbed also face harsh financial penalties for non-compliance. In Micronesia, a small island nation just over 100,000 people, a similar jab requirement is in place. As of July, everyone over the age of 18 must prove that they got jabbed in order to continue receiving federal funding. Most Micronesians, it turns out, rely on federal funding in order to live. Turkmenistan in, uh, is another country that made compulsory injection the thing back in July, despite claiming to have zero Chinese virus infections within its borders. <laughs> they will soon. 
Turkmenistan faces accusations of falsifying pandemic data to the World Health Organization. <laughs> Back in November, Costa Rica became a, the first country in the world to force Fauci flu injections on children. Officials, <coughs> excuse me, um, officials there announced that the jabs will join the growing list of others <coughs> that are already required for children to attend school. Officials have not announced a lower age limit for the policy and doses under for under 12, and uh, they're expected to arrive in March of next year. Also, shots for are greenlit for use in young children by regulators. Mandates are likely to emerge on a local level. Forbes uh, shills for big pharma says COVID jabs are proven by abundant scientific evidence. <laughs> now, compare this with what we just heard a minute ago. <clears throat> Writer Robert Hart at Ford appears to fully endorse all of this. He explains in the key background section of his article that governments around the world are turning up the heat on those still refusing to get COVID injections against uh, against you know, getting get fully injected against COVID, as if this is a good thing. Abundant scientific evidence shows the shots are safe, effective, and capable of driving down deaths and hospitalizations. Where's this idiot been? He claims without any evidence whatsoever to back it. Well, hopefully he'll get the shot here soon, and we won't have to listen to him much any, much more. He further writes that governments are targeting holdouts with strict measures to boost injection rates, including targeted lockdowns, restricting access to public spaces, no longer covering health care costs if they contract coronavirus, and mandating the shot. Hart did, however, use the word extreme to describe any such mandates that cover the entire population. Instead, the majority of governments are focused on specific groups, he says, including uh, public servants and health care workers. Ah. Let's see here. Uh, in other words, the global fascism has rapidly become the norm to where mainstream media reporters are now casually discussing it as a new standard protocol for keeping people safe from scary germs that, while frank, quite frankly, have never even been proven to exist. Much like what happened after 9-11 with the Patriot Act under George W. Bush, the CARES Act, which was passed by Congress in 2020 and signed by, by Donald Trump, transformed the world into a medical police state where governments have given themselves to po the power to tyrannize people using the excuse of public health. Ladies and gentlemen, the oppressor's intent is for you to comply with their mandates and commands, wrote one commenter at Natural News, quoting Louisiana Sheriff Clay Higgins. They don't, they don't expect you to comply uh, with their commands until the end of COVID. They expect you to comply with their commands until the end of time. Yes, I saw that video. I think I played it on this show. Another wrote that it is time for mass revolution to put a stop to all this. Yep, I'd say that's pretty accurate too. If it does not happen now, this person further wrote, it will never happen. There's nothing like a pandemic to bring out the tyrants, wrote yet another. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's about right. 
they come up with a invisible enemy and then everybody is has got to be scared of it you know even though it's bs Let's see here. California public school teachers caught trying to groom, recruit young students into LGBTQ cult clubs. Well, if it was let's get Biden to quit clubs, I think that would be okay. But I don't think that's what they're standing for. Fauci wants all little kids, babies injected to co uh, for COVID by 2022. Good grief. I just ordered uh, J JFK Jr. or RFK Jr.'s new book, The Real Anthony Fauci. I actually ordered it on Kindle and the hard copy. And let's see here. I'm going to bring it up on my Kindle app on my computer. Ah, there it is. Let's open it up and see what the first part of it says. Complex scientific and moral problems are not resolved through censorship of dissenting opinions. This is the publisher's note. He was on, uh, I think it was Tucker Carlson last night. Um, oddly enough, this book, The Real Anthony Fauci, is getting absolutely no press whatsoever. It's not being reviewed by the New York Times or any of the normal uh, sources that you know they review and they put them on their list. And yet... This book is one of the fastest-selling books in history. <laughs> it's on the it's at the top of the Amazon list, and many other things. Um, so it's getting pretty interesting. Let's see here. The first step is to give up give up the illusion that the primary purpose of modern medical research is to improve Americans' health most effectively and efficiently. In our opinion, the primary purpose of commercially funded clinical research is to maximize financial return on investment, not health. And that's a quote from John Abramson, MD, Harvard Medical School. <laughs> oh boy, I want to get to just Anthony Fauci's report card. Death rates from COVID per million population as of September 30th, 2021. United States, 2,107 deaths out of a million. Sweden, 1,444 deaths out of a million. Iran, 1,449 out of a million. Germany, 1,126 out of a million. Cuba, 650 out of a million. Jamaica, 630 out of a million. Denmark, 455 out of a million. India, 327 out of a million. Finland, 194 out of a million. Vietnam, 197 out of a million. Norway, 161 out of a million. Uh, Japan, 139 per million. Pakistan, 128 per million. Kenya, 97 per million. South Korea, 47 per million. Congo, 35 per million. Hong Kong, 28 per million. And China, 3 per million. Hmm. After achieving these cataclysmic, awfully re awful results... Teflon Tony's media savvy and his skills for deft maneuvering beguiled incoming President Joe Biden into appointing him as a new administration's COVID response director. <laughs> oh, cost of quarantines and deaths. This is going to be an interesting book. This will be number 10 or 11 or something like that that I'm doing on COVID. 
but uh, I'll keep you advised. Anywho, the hard copy will be coming uh, shortly. Brave ICU doctor warns about COVID injection injuries and deaths. Let's see what he has to say. After being repeatedly ignored by public health officials, Dr. Patricia Lee decided to risk it all by coming forward to warn all, uh, warn about the horrors she is witnessing in her ICU from Wuhan coronavirus injections. Dr. Lee's bravery inspired at least 11 others to do the same, revealing in sworn declarations how fully injected patients are flooding hospitals with serious injuries caused by their injections. Attorney Aaron, uh, Aaron Siri, who actually he testified before uh, Ron, uh, Jones or Ron Johnson's uh, congressional hearing, uh, explains on his uh, substack how Dr. Lee was told by all of the relevant three-letter agencies, i.e. FDA and CDC, that despite what she is witnessing with her own eyes, the injections are perfectly safe. These agencies typically respond by saying the, the VAERS is not showing a safety signal, uh, so there is nothing to worry about, Siri explains. If you don't already know, VAERS is the system that the CDC and FDA say cannot show that, the, uh, that a vaccine causes an injury, but yet can show a vaccine is safe. <laughs> Meaning heads they win, tails you lose. Many of the other physicians who contacted Siri say that they themselves were injured by Fauci flu shots and that uh, their requests for treatment were dismissed just like they are being dismissed for other injured people all around the world. Their stories read like that of Maddie de, Maddie de Grey, Gare, a child who now uses a wheelchair and eats through a feeding tube in her nose after a Chinese virus injection injured her. Wonderful. Young Maddie was reportedly told by doctors that her symptoms were psychological. Only after the right physicians were found did Maddie receive a proper diagnosis of a vaccine injury. If physicians are dismissed as making it up, imagine what the average individual without medical knowledge and access must deal with after a COVID-19 injection injury, Siri says. Life and liberty should never be contingent upon getting a forced medical procedure. The 11 declarations uh, Siri received are more than likely just a small sampling of the true number of physician uh, injury uh, injection injuries that are out there but that are not being reported due to fear of retribution. It is a politically incorrect, it's, it is politically incorrect for anyone in the medical profession to question Chinese virus injections, even though the injury and death counts are soaring even by the government standards. It should not be that uh, public health authorities listen to physicians only if they parrot their preferred messaging require, require, uh, regarding COVID-19 injections, Siri says. To the contrary, physicians should especially be listened to when their clinical experience directly opposes that messaging. But the experience of these physicians and the many more who have contacted uh, my firm evidence precisely the opposite is true. On his Substack, Siri has uh, published each of the declarations for public viewing. In most cases, in writing physici uh, the writing physicians are no longer able to work 
or are severely restricted compa uh, compared to their pre-jab health state. The lesson in all of this, Siri says, is that civil and individual rights should never be contingent upon someone getting a medical procedure, in this case uh, a Wuhan flu shot. Requiring informed consent, which means giving every American the ability to give or withhold consent without coercion, um, is the last and final backstop to the dangers that result when we uh, permit government to decide what must be injected or placed into or uh, into or onto our bodies. And with that, we are pretty much out of time for today. I wish everybody a very happy and wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, also, uh, tomorrow will be a replay, as will Friday, as always. We'll be back live on Monday. Until then, take care of your bodies, because the only place you have to live. We will see you all very, very soon. Take care, and God bless.